Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. And welcome to Multifamily Investing Made Simple in Under 10 Minutes. This is the podcast where we take the complexity out of real estate investing so that you can take action today. I am your host, Anthony Vecino of Invictus Capital, joined as always by Dan. I don't care that it's 98 degrees outside. I'm always cool. Kruger. That's right. Black tea, no matter the weather. It is not a good 100 degree shirt. I can tell you that. No, no, I've I've abandoned the team uniform today and just gone for straight beachwear, tank like top it. all all day. Yep, makes a lot more sense. We're in the middle of a brutal heat wave, which is a weird thing to say about Minneapolis and the Twin Cities. You wouldn't think about us being a, a haven of hotness, but we we're in the midst of it right now, people. <laughs> we are a haven of hotness. And speaking of haven of hotnesses, let's let's talk about something that's near and dear to our heart here at Invictus Capital. So on this podcast, we're all about trying to take the complexity out of real estate investing. And we do that specifically at Invictus Capital by partnering with passive investors to go and acquire apartment buildings. That's what we do. That's our day job. And so we wanted to give you guys at home a little bit of a glimpse into what we do, why we do it specifically, what we stand for, give you a little peek underneath the hood, because I always like knowing when I'm doing business with other people or businesses, like what is their reason for existence? What gets them out of bed in the morning? I, and maybe I'm just a weirdo like that, but I find it's it's it helps me connect with them better and I want to connect. So what do you think about all that, Dan? Yeah, I'm the same way. And I think it provides a lot of insight into what's to come. If you're going to start a relationship with somebody, whether it be as a customer, as a partner, as a vendor, if you know you know what their uh, moral and, and physical phil- philosophical um, beliefs are, then you've got a good idea of what that relationship is going to be like mm-hmm. when you're engaging with them. And yeah. so it's, it's, it's really good uh, transparency into uh, the types of individuals that you might be transacting with. Yep. And I'm going to make this, you know, pertinent for you guys. If you if you're interested in being a passive investor out there is that it's all about betting on the jockeys, not the deals. And so as you're out there looking at operators and vetting them and, and trying to decide if you want to work with one person or another, really try and get to understand their core values. What are those things that they believe in? What are their non-negotiables? Because that's going to help you understand if they're a good fit for you. If you see some things in their core values that really resonate with you, then you're like, cool. Maybe we're on the same philosophical page. Um, if not, then maybe they're not the right fit for you. So let's go through our core values. We got five of them here at Invictus Capital. And do you, let's, let's kick it off with number one. We lead with value. Ooh, the V word, the dirty V. What's yeah. Value is such an overused word, I feel like, these days. Everybody says it, like lead with value and be mm-hmm. value-oriented, give value, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, for me, value, though it is kind of cliche, it's still everything. 
and it's it's core to what we try to do, which is give value without expectation. And that second part is really, really hard. A lot of times I find people give value with the expectation of then making an ask right afterwards. Mm-hmm. And that's for us, that's not really who we are. We're not transactional people. As a company, we don't want our employees to be transactional. We want everybody to be looking at the long horizon of the relationship. How can we add value to the people around us and trust that karma will take care of us in the end? Yeah, hundred percent. And it usually does. And sometimes it doesn't, which is perfectly fine. And the thing I love about this, uh, this uh, belief system or this, um, this philosophy is that if you just go out into the world and your goal is just to go around helping people, which is pretty much how we approach our day, our goal is just to go out and try to help the people around us in some way, shape or form. And this is everybody, investors, vendors, uh, wives, girlfriends, family members, everybody around us. We just go out, we try to help people around us. And we don't, like Anthony said, this is key. We don't expect anything in return. And the reason that is, is because worst case scenario, if you go out and you just go try to help people, um, worst case scenario, you provide value to them, you help them, and it feels good for you. And if that's all that happens, that's a win. And best case scenario, win is what usually happens is at some point in the future, maybe a week later, maybe 10 years later, that person's probably going to be willing to uh, offer you something, either help you out, refer you to somebody, do you a solid in some way, shape or form, because there's a little bit of karma built up there, a little bit of uh, a little bit of goodwill built up that, that may come back to you. And like I said, if it doesn't, uh, at least you still feel good about helping somebody, which is a pretty good downside to have in any scenario. I think it's a really good metric. If you could find a way to quantify like how much good you put out into the world versus how much good you take. <laughs> Like yeah. If you can always come out net positive, then you're doing something right with your life. And maybe it's, maybe it's really sound business advice as well, but you nailed it on the head. It feels good. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. that's all the justification you really need. So that's core value number one, which is we lead with value. Core value number two. What, what, is, it? what is that, Dan? That's an excellent question. I'm glad you asked. Uh, we show <laughs> up. Quizzing him, people. <laughs> <laughs> we were not prepared. We don't have these written down or anything. No, we uh, we show we're up. making these that, up as we go. That is our, our second core value. And I guess, I don't know if these are really in order per se, but uh, I would say it's equally important to going out and providing value showing up. Uh, surprisingly enough, a lot of people don't do this, whether it be a meeting, a phone call, relationships and business. A lot of people it's just don't even show up. So what does that really mean, Anthony? What does showing up mean for us? You know, it's, it's doing, it's, it's, it's so simple. It's so basic. It it is exactly what it sounds like. You know, Woody Allen had a great quote and this is where this came from for me, which is that 80% of success in life is just showing up. And it sounds so stupid, but it's, it's a recurring theme in my life that just by going to that networking event or making that phone call, just putting in that little bit of effort to show up puts you so far ahead of the competition and everybody else that just never bothers to actually show up. And so it, you don't have to overthink it. it. It is just as simple as what is that thing that maybe you're putting off, you don't want to do. It could be a phone call. It could be that email. It could be you know, just taking the time to sit and listen to the customer or to your partner or whoever, like just take the time to show up and be present. Like mm-hmm. that's 80% of it right there. Yeah, I think for me, this would be um, something along the lines of 
always doing a smidge more than somebody might expect. So in a situation where somebody uh, has reached out to you for something and they expect an email and you uh, show up with a phone call, that could be showing up. Uh, this could be going and, and meeting somebody in person, whether it be an investor or something, showing them a property in person, you know, giving them that time, even though they they uh, most, most of the time will assume that we don't have the time nor the desire to do that. You know, allocating some of that time and that attention to people where it might not look like it makes sense on paper for you to be spending that time or that energy on that, you know, one individual that's a, a small thing in the in the grand scheme of things. We make a point of doing that and it always works out. And it just relates back to that first core value, which is uh, providing value for people. And sometimes that, you know, five, 10 minutes that you allocate to somebody uh, takes a little bit of time out of your day, but it might make a huge a world of dif- a difference to them. So, mm-hmm. You know, a really, a really easy one is like when things aren't going well, let's say we have a deal that's not going well and we have to make a communication to the investors mm-hmm. and say, just let, saying, hey, you know, things aren't going great. That's, that's one of those things that's really easy to put off and delay and just not show up and do. But it's, it's what separates really great operators from really bad ones is the people who stick their head in the sand versus people who go charging into the battle. And so that's core value number two. And it ties directly to core value number three, which for me if 80% of success is just showing up, then it got me thinking, well, what's the other 20%? And for me, the other 20% is number three on the list. It is you do what you say. It's that simple. Just if you keep the promises that you make to yourself and to the people around you, and you are consistent and somebody that's trustworthy and reliable, you're you're so much further ahead than 90% of people that just they break their promises to themselves when they say, I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to eat this way or I'm going to do this thing. And then they break that promise two weeks in to themselves or they tell other people, yep, I'm going to do this thing. And they just don't follow through and execute it. Like that's, it's such low hanging fruit. It's not, it's not easy, but it is very simple. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's really easy to say you're going to do something. Anybody can say they're going to do anything actually following through and doing it uh, is similar to the core value before this. Like not that many people actually show up at the end of the day. And a lot of people say they're going to do X, Y, and Z and never actually do it. So I'd say we, uh, we do uh, what we say is basically like, yeah, we actually do the work. We don't just say the things. We actually walk the walk. We do what we say we're going to do. And we make a point to always uh, under-promise and over-deliver as opposed yeah. to the inverse, which I think a lot of people do. And that's, that's a really important aspect of it right there is just if you are going to do what you say, then you need to be very careful about what you say, right? Yes. Because if you're committing yourself to something, then you better be sure that you can follow through and execute on it. If you can't, shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. Keep keep working in silence. That's okay. That's that's a perfectly viable strategy too. But as soon as you open your mouth and you say something, you better follow through with it. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So that leads us into core value number four, which is we own everything we do. So what is that, Dan? What's that about? Um, you know, for me personally, I would say this is uh us taking responsibility, regardless of uh you know, if we are the ones who are technically responsible for a thing, we take ownership over that thing regardless. If it has our name on it, if we're at all involved in it, we take ownership over that thing, even if, if someone is technically, someone else is technically the the owner of that thing. And a good example that I would use for this so people could wrap their heads around it is uh, any parents who have children. Um, you will take ownership over any silly, destructive thing your child does. Even if they're the ones that did it and it's their fault that the thing got destroyed, you as the adult are the one that needs to step up and uh, take responsibility because a five-year-old isn't going to 
be responsible for a broken window. They're not going to go pay for it to be fixed. You got to step up. And so that's the way we approach everything in business is uh, we don't allow anyone else to uh, screw something else up on screw something up on our behalf. We take the ownership. It might mean that we do more work and we do things we don't technically need to be responsible for, but we guarantee that way we can guarantee our success and we're not um, letting anyone else screw things up for us. Mm-hmm. And and uh, this one's one of my favorite ones. Uh, they're all, I like them all, but this one's interesting because it's both a philosophy like you just touched on, which is a philosophy of extreme accountability, but it's also core to our business plan, which is we try to control as many aspects of our business as possible. We built out in-house property management. We handle as much of our investor relations and capital raising um, components as possible. We try to keep this all in-house, our asset management, all of it, because at the end of the day, if we control it, then we can take ownership of it and we can be held responsible for the for the delivery of uh, what I will say is our fifth core value. So what is our fifth core value? We deliver premium results. It's got exactly a nice right. ring to it. It does. It sounds good. And it's 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 core to who we are and everything that we do, not just when, you know, not just in the, the championship game at the buzzer. We're not just trying to deliver a premium result there. We're doing it in the in the locker room in preseason and everything that we do is how are we delivering premium results? And this is for us, a credo that kind of like trickles down into every daily action that you take. How can I send that email and make it a premium result? How can I respond to that DM or send this social media post or talk to this investor or talk to this broker and deliver a premium result? So it's all encompassing. And mm-hmm. when all these core values start working together, you're, you're left with what, you know, we have here Invictus, which is a, a pretty cool little thing. Yeah, yeah. I kind of I'll tie back to something I mentioned before, which is doing a little bit more than uh, what's expected. I think that's mm. that's really it. Is not just doing uh, the baseline expectation, but trying to always uh, exceed expectations whenever possible, and just do that extra little thing. Uh, that might take a little bit more time, a little bit more effort, um, but it's that extra little bit that I think could make a big difference in the long run. And so we strive to do that, like Anthony said, from the top down, uh, whether it's you know acquiring a new building down to you know the person that's going in and sweeping the floors. Like we want everything from the top to the bottom to be just above what expectations are. Yeah, one of my favorite lines is that uh, good is the enemy of great. And good enough, if you if you settle for that, then you'll never achieve excellence. And so for us, it's like never settling for good enough. Good yes. enough is not good enough. We're proud, but never satisfied, right? There you go. So those are our five core values here at Invictus Capital. We lead with value. We show up. We do what we say. We own everything we do, and we deliver a premium result. And that is our guiding North Star. Hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight into how we think, how we operate, who we are as people and as a company. Hopefully that was entertaining. That's gonna do it for us though at this uh, this juncture. We appreciate you guys for taking some time to join us this week and we'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, 
sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.